Okay, we're going to start Barkwell Radio right now. Okay, and that's the Eastern Blockheads, um, and it's uh, head, head up by Wade Ripka, who eventually we're going to get on air, but uh, so far we haven't been able to, uh, to pull him in. This is Bar Crawl Radio, and I'm here with my lovely host and partner, Rebecca McKean. Hi. Hi. Hello, How everyone. are you doing? Um, Good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm me. I'm 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 a little fishtumbled. I just you are. Yeah, I, we we <laughs> had a pre-show here, and I got got totally mixed up. But you'll never know about it because I'm not going to put He's it in. Not going to put it in the show. I'm I'm not going to put it in. So, <laughs> so why why let people know that I'm that I'm crazy? We're, we're here at Paul Pets. This is a beautiful Italian restaurant featuring meatballs. Nikki, uh, meatballs are my life. Marmando uh, is the chef and owner. So. What's new about Bar Crawl Radio? We're, we're something, something has happened just recently this week. Oh, wow. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Yes. We're on iTunes, everybody. So if you, if you look up Bar Crawl Radio, you can see listen to our podcast. Let us know what you think and what we can do to make it and even better. tell your better. friends. Right, right. And tell your friends to tell their friends. Listen, we, I, I, I wanted to talk to you about something that you always talk about. You always take VIA. Yes. Right? Yes, I do. You're I always love Via. on V. You love it. <sighs> and I, I go it, but Via. it always seems to take so long to well, get anywhere. It is. It's but it's like a it's kind of like a van ish bus ish bus ish kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's always shared rides. Right. But they go and they pick you up within two blocks of where y- you ask them to pick you up and they say they will drop you off within two blocks. Sometimes it's door to door. Yeah. Um, and then they pick up other people along the way. But the difference and I think th- with the, with uh, Via than with other companies, is that they they kind of go straight lines. They'll only pick up people on the line that the the car, the trajectory of the car, and so the, there's a logarithm um, a computer program that tells the driver where to go, where to turn, when to pick up somebody. But they basically go straight uptown and then straight, you know. Uh, east or west, straight downtown. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's it's much more reasonable. I, I remember doing um, a shared ride in Uber, and the the car went all over the place, just this circuitous route, and that really took a lot of time. You know, you you, you I ride with you on on this via. You you got a monthly pass, and so I do. It doesn't cost yeah, you any more. How yeah, much exactly. you use it? Exactly. It takes it takes um, the the transit check, which is. I find it really weird. Amazing. Because it's like you get in a car, you're with other people. You, this right. guy's driving you, so it's kind of like a taxi. But you're with other people, and then someone else gets in, you got to move to the back seat. 
Well, you yeah. got you, 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 you got to get up, move the back seat. Oh, your bags okay. have to go well, to the back you know, seat. What happened one time with me? Yeah. Is that I was getting into a car, and generally the people inside the car they'll move, you know, out of your way so you can sit down, so you can take that seat right. Yeah, New Yorkers are always very nice. And this, always. Well, this person, a man. Okay, it was a man. Got out of the car. Men, I'm telling you, men. He, <laughs> he expected he expected me <laughs> to sit in the middle. He was like um, getting out Maybe so that I you. could go sit in the middle. No, 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 no. He did not want to sit was, in the middle. He was a man. He was he was one of those men that kind of put their legs way out. And I w- I was immediately felt you know affronted that it was uh, you know kind of like what do you mean? Yeah. You're supposed to move over. But you gave way, right? And I get the window. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, okay. Not, no. <laughs> I I just kind of I said you're asking me to sit in the middle like that you know just like i just looked at him i said huh and <laughs> he he didn't even respond he just kind of melted back into the car and uh, yeah men, men men ultimately men are wimps uh, yeah well L- listen can i uh miriam is right here miriam's a go- oh, bartender yeah, let's, here let's miriam here. could could we order something i mean we're here at the bar this well, bar call radio um, I I I like a Bronx beer. Let's do it. All right. Good. Then then let's go with the IPA. No no no. Let's no. go with the IPA. Yeah, the Bronx is a bit more bittery, right? No, the Bronx is really light. No. All right. Let me have that. So you like hoppy? Hoppy. You can call me Hoppy, my middle name, <laughs> Alan Hoppy Winston. I like uh, Kettle One Vodka, please, Martini. Kettle One Vodka? Mm-hmm. Right. No vermouth. You don't no use vermouth. vermouth. No, does anybody? I never, I was a bartender. I, I used to be a bartender. I never put vermouth in a martini. I, you know what? The bartender here that trained me um, when I first started, not that long ago, um, what he does is he just puts a little splash of it and he, like, he yeah, in and out. That's called yeah, in and, and out. Yeah, and then he throws it away. Yeah, exactly. In and, and then out. you pour that's the way Alan that's likes the way, it. That's the way Paul Rubin and I, that's how we drink our martinis. Yeah. So kettle one up. Nicely chilled, that's okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So um, we have a number of guests here as yeah, uh, Miriam get is getting our drinks. Uh, Nicholas um, Martin Smith is going to be with us. going to be with us in just a minute. Artistic director of right. the Hudson Warehouse Theater, and we have Johnny Heller, an award-winning voiceover artist. I am so excited, and we're going to do some food and wine tasting with Polpete's bartender Miriam, and. Uh, and then we're going to end up uh, uh, with the Oracle Bowl. Exactly. Uh, the trainer of the Oracle Bowl, Chris Hoffman, is here. Yeah. Um, he's been working with the Oracle Bowl and trying to fine-tune it. So we have a pretty full full program. I, I just wanted to I just wanted to do one more thing before we get to our um, to our first guest, and that is I was noticing that now that we're on iTunes, there is um, a certain kind of program on iTunes that does really really well. Yes, um, you researched and, it. Yeah, I researched it. I went to the New York Post and I and I went to uh, uh, Stetchers Stitchers. 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 And I saw what was the top ten, and like three or four of them were, were podcast about what? I, I know. You told me. Yeah, about murder. And that's what I like to listen to. Murder, killing, yeah, yeah. serial, the biggest podcast of ever. Yeah, I mean, but they're, about it's real murders, though. It's like stories. I mean, I, mean I, was, I told you about it. I was listening to one that they actually solved the crime. All right. Well, I, I want to I solve crimes, too, but I'd like to go a little bit different. I guess. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, and this is an area that's not been looked at, 
And this is the area of unsolved clown murders. Yes, right. Right. Now, you can go a lot of different ways with the unsolved... There's my beer. Right, okay. The unsolved clown murders. It's either the clown that murders or the clown that's murdered or the murder that happens because you're clowning. So I'm not sure exactly where to go well, with that. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty broad... I think you have to, you know, narrow your, your topic there, okay. Professor. Okay, so, so I, have, I have our first um, episode of clown... Yeah. Unsolved clown murders. This is a murder that is happened 27, 30 years ago. And you found this. I found this on the My Palm Beach Post. So, My Palm Beach Post. Right, so I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to turn your mic off and just mine. Oh, like... And, you uh, turn try my mic guy. off? I'm going to, yeah. <gasps> hey, Mr. Heller, you tell me how I'm doing here. Okay. On a Saturday morning 27 years ago, death knocked on Marlene Warren's Wellington front door wearing a clown suit. The murder has remained unsolved for nearly 30 years. Here's a look back at what happened that rainy morning on Memorial Day weekend, May 26, 1990. Marlene Warren lived in the prosperous Aereo Club neighborhood in Wellington, where many of the large homes on one-acre lots have backyard hangars for their owners' private planes. An airstrip runs through the center of the community. That Saturday, the steamy season was beginning to settle in across South Florida when a clown came to Warren's front door just before 11 a.m. Okay, there you go. That's our that's our first uh, unsolved clown murders, which is going to be a major segment on Bar Crawl Radio. We'll we'll talk about I it. I just want to say, what are you talking about? People have a hangar in their backyard uh, for yeah. their plane. That yeah. that's crazy. Those homes must be huge. Um, or, 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 or the homes are small and, 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 and they just they have, have a hangar. hangar there. You right. know what though? I actually know some people with a hangar. I've got a hanger. We've I got hangers <laughs> all through the closet. <laughs> We've got all kinds of hangers. That's true. Maybe that's, that's true. what they're talking about. What's they the got big a, deal? They got, a, they got a hanger in their backyard. Big deal. Big deal. A hanger. <laughs> I could like throw a dozen hangers in the backyard. No, I knew some people who had a hanger. They, they had a hanger. They had one of those, those Adirondack camp homes, those huge camp homes. The family did. All right. And they had a hanger there. We so. have with us, Rebecca. Yes. Nicholas Martin Smith. I know. He um, is the. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get his correct uh, title because I know it's. It's. Uh, you've, you've corrected me many times, Nicholas. The executive directing producer. No, no, that's no. not it. The Am producing. On you're on. You're on. Yeah. Uh, the producing artistic, artistic. director. Producing Hudson. artistic director of Hudson Warehouse, a theater company on the Upper West Side. With fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. plays. They are the other Shakespeare in the park. We, we, we all know the Shakespeare in the Park. They're the other Shakespeare in the Park. And they perform in the summer at the Soldiers and Sailors Monument on the Upper West Side, uh, about 92nd, 93rd, 91st Street. And in the winter, I understand you're a residence theater at the Bernie Wall Center, um, and you're the residence theater company there. So welcome to Bar Crawl Radio, Nick. You've been on Bar, you've been on my podcast before, not Bar Crawl Radio. No, that's true. I have been. Windermere uh, Tales. Windermere Tales. That's right. right. That's right. I have done this show. I've had a couple of your uh, actors on, uh, Karen Colazzo, who played Milady yeah, in wonderful. The Three Musketeers. Yes. Yeah, right on the mic. There. Oh, I have to tell you How's something that? though. You know, when we were in, um, when we were in Ireland, 
We were, I forget the name of the bar. Jerry, what was it? Anyway. Um, the, 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 the ferryman. The ferryman. Yeah. There were some um, local Irish men, you know, working men um, that were over to the side, and they were watching us because we, we were broadcasting a radio show there. We were, yeah. And so I went over to them. I said, I told them who we were. I gave them my card, and I s- said something about an, a lovely intern that we had. Um, that helped us out with the show because he, w- he asked if there were any pretty young women and I, and I, and I mentioned our intern um, who's not with us right now but in any case and they looked up on our th- so they went online they looked up Barco Radio they looked us up on the internet yeah. they found us and they saw the picture with with Karen Colazzo Karen, yes and they, and they came over and they said is that her? <laughs> I wish Karen Colazzo would be our intern. That she would, <laughs> she'd be fantastic. <laughs> and uh, Nat Mattingly was on too. They yeah, were Nate, very excited. Yeah, Nate's Nate, Nate, Nate Mattingly was yeah. on. So you had a terrific summer. Yeah, we really did. It's uh, it was pretty exciting. Um, we uh, kicked it off with the Triumph of Love, which is a farce by Mirabeau. Um, and, and we're trying to figure out how to pronounce that. Mirabeau. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And. Um, then we followed it up with uh, The Three Musketeers, which was an original adaptation by my collaborator, Susan Lee, who uh, actually is the executive director of Hudson Warehouse and the producer of our summer season. Uh, she adapted uh, The Three Musketeers from Dumas' novel. And what we've done is we've set up a four-year series. And the first year was kicked off this past summer, which was um, the, uh, we call it the, the, uh, the um, Dumas Adventures. And uh, the first three uh, will be the D'Artagnan romances, parts one, two, and three, which is Three Musketeers this past summer, followed up next summer with uh, The Three Musketeers 20 years later, and then follows up in 2019 with The Man in the Iron Mask. Wow. Yeah. I, I just hope I live long enough to see <laughs> all of those. <laughs> so do I. You know, it's like the things are getting uh, are getting on here. Yeah. So, th- I mean, that's it's fantastic. I, I saw, um, I didn't see the first show. I didn't see the Marveau show. But I saw the other three. Um, and and we've, we've talked about the Three Musketeers yeah. with both uh, right. Nate and, and, um, and uh, Karen. But we didn't really talk much about the Henry the Five. Exactly, that was the last one. That's we finished up this summer uh, in August, uh, throughout the month of August, with Henry that, Henry the Fifth, which that was, was uh, pretty an cool. amazing show. Thank you. It was buckets of blood. Unbelievable amounts. We haven't seen that much blood since Titus Andronicus, and that was two years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I know there was more in this. <laughs> you than saw that. Titus. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. yeah, I think you did too. Yeah, I, I, yeah I've been I've been showing up at your at the Soldiers and Sailors every summer mm. for for a number of years. But I asked you because and and this was the last show I saw and your cast came up and they killed you too. Uh, and, and you were covered in blood. That's true. The last performance. Right. And then I asked yeah. you. I said, "How did you do that? Because the blood was spurting. Yeah. It was it was all over the place. It looked yeah. it looked like people were actually kind of." And it was like right there in front of us. I didn't yeah. couldn't see how you did it. Is well, it little battery packs? No, no, we don't use uh, this. It's actually uh, squibs. There's nothing, uh, no battery packs, because once a battery pack gets wet with blood, it's useless. We have four kinds of, uh, actually three kinds of blood that we worked with this summer. Uh, but we have different sized squibs, and it depends on who's carrying it and who has it. Because it's not always the person who's taking the hit that has the blood pack. Sometimes right. it's the person who's hitting. Right. And uh, also, here's the other thing is you may not you may be on stage for a really long time before you get hit. So you don't want to squeeze it. Well, you can't. <laughs> and also, you, you don't know when you're going to be able to pick it up because we'll leave oh. them on stage. Oh, we'll okay. also have the handoff in the middle of the scene. In the middle of the scene, some actor will come up to you, the other actor, and we have it set up with the block 
talking and they hand wow. off the squib to them. Wow. Uh, but they're oh, so see, they weren't carrying it around. Exactly. It was like located in different places. And another person's carrying it. So, for example, there's a w great scene this where. This is inside uh, stuff. It really is. It's pretty cool, too. Where Gray um, uh, gets his throat slit in the beginning of uh, <gasps> in that first scene. Uh, and we had a, 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 a squib that was about the size of a grapefruit, and it was hidden under the bench. So as he's crawling away, trying to get away from this guy, he grabs the squib, they turn him around, they cut his throat, and he and pops he squeezed this way it. out. Oh, and okay. it just is this wave. Um, oh, wow. What I was saying was that we have three kinds of blood. There's an edible blood. Uh, there is this other blood that goes in the squibs that... Uh, Edible that means you've got to put it in your mouth and yeah, bite exactly, on it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You want that. It down your chin. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you spit it out. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to die slowly. Oh, is this edible sputter it out. Exactly. Oh, that's true. I mean, it flies out. It's wonderful. And if you get a really good one, really big one, then you can like spit it all over the person who just killed you oh nice so they walk away covered in blood which is great the third is um, besides the uh, large squibs is the one that you paint on and it's um, oh. it has this great consistency which is almost uh, it's almost real and they huh. the stage manager will be off stage with a bucket of this stuff and as they're running on after the battle <laughs> you, he just takes it and splashes blood all over everybody oh, wow. and they all go running on stage after having wiped us down so you get all these different kinds of blood depending on what it is you need and clearly it's washable oh yes you got to hose oh. down the <laughs> soldiers and sailors <laughs> monument afterwards oh yeah oh yeah with the scrub brush and yeah. everything yeah oh my god i, I, I remember in our, my early years of theater there was some um, recipe for the blood mm. they, you know uh, it was caro syrup exactly and the problem with that is we can't use that outside right. because that attracts the attracts ants the ant, yeah. so that's why we have to go with um, something with uh, a little bit of detergent in it that also helps to wash out oh, the okay. clothes All right, but good. it keeps the bugs away which is huge and then the store-bought uh, <laughs> generally doesn't um, uh, have any caro syrup in it or it has enough of a of some other element whatever that's alcohol or something I don't know that just keeps the bugs away there's an art to this I there have is. read about you know movie blood and, and yeah, yeah. So what are you going to be doing this winter? Because you do have a winter season. We do. We're a resident theater company at the Bernie Wall Center, which is part of Goddard Riverside Community Center. We're part of the community arts programs, which has really grown enormously in the past four years. <laughs> and uh, you so get some funding from the city? Uh, we do. We get, um, But we uh, actually spend a lot of time there on our own. Uh, our funding from the city pays for our summers. Uh, no, in the winter, we really collaborate with them. So we help produce a lot of uh, their events. And um, then in exchange, we also collaborate on uh, at least two or three, three usually. Um, the first one up is our Veterans Day uh, commemoration. We, this will be our fourth year. It's, uh, as one person referred to it, it's like the History Channel on stage. Uh, Susan Lee, who I collaborate with, was a documentarian for 15 years on PBS. So she writes these incredible um, documentaries that our actors on stage will then um, uh, uh, perform. And so she interviews vets, and then she writes out their experiences in the first person. And then our actors play their parts. Oh, so that's amazing. Last year with the Vietnam vets, we had four of the seven vets she interviewed in the audience. And it was really amazing. Oh my gosh, that's it's wonderful. Just, yeah. Um, and so, what are the dates for that? Uh, that this year, this year it's uh, World War Two, and uh, it's the story of valor, sacrifice, and victory from the greatest generation. And it's going to be on Friday, November tenth at okay. seven thirty at the Bernie Wall Center. Okay. Um, and if you can remind us, we will mention it again on, on the next show. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 
And go on. No, what were you going to ask? It is summer. What's, so I know well, we've got a... Well, I was going to go through. Um, also, we have the okay. Val- Valentine's Day monologue festival, which ah. is wonderful. Uh-huh. And that's a lot Sweet. of fun. 15 monologues. Uh, that cover the many faces of love, which is uh, a lot of fun. That is the 13th and 14th of February. And then for Women's History Month, we mm. pr- we mount a production this past year, actually with Karen Colazzo, was uh, His Girl Friday. And uh, Karen is back. Great. Well, she was this past March. That's where we first, uh, we worked with her and then this summer. But this year, we're not sure what we're going to do yet, but it will be female-centric. Okay. And that'll be in March. And then we follow up next year. This is our, by our way, by way our 15th uh, season. So Wonderful. this is a great anniversary, uh, the 2017-2018 uh, season. Uh, so next summer, we're going to do uh, uh, three heavy hitters. We're going to kick off with Romeo and Juliet in June. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, we're going to follow it up in oh. July with that next installment of the romance, uh, the D'Artagnan romances. That's uh, Three and, Musketeers, and, and 20 years Nate later. And Nate is not going to be back. Uh, Nate, he's, too, he's too young. <laughs> that's right. But Nathan Osterley is going to play D'Artagnan. Uh, so we stay with the Nate uh, Ex- theme. Exactly. That's okay. going to be a running theme, isn't it? <laughs> right. Okay. And then we're finishing up in August with Hamlet, which is oh going God. to be a really uh, great that's show. That's a great I'm, season. Yeah. yeah really have, wow. you, have you cast Hamlet yet? Um, actually, yes. Oh, uh, We no. have. Yes, oh, I'm so sorry, Alan. Sorry, Actually, George K. Wells, who's been with the company for oh, a long time, I think he's been uh, with us since '06. He's actually going to direct it, and uh, he's going to uh, play Hamlet. So he's do a little really Olivier thing. He's he going to direct and play. Exactly. In it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I really trust him a lot, and I'll be assistant directing him, so uh, I have his back. I just want to so. tell you something. Yeah. That um, we have a um, hidden motive as to why we, you know, we love your productions, but Alan and I, when we retire. We want a, a bit part. Just a bit part. Just we can get you bit part. <laughs> oh, Believe yeah. me. I, I, I Something heavily costumed. Absolutely. No, <laughs> I can do that this year if you want. All right. I have a couple of that roles. That doesn't require a lot of rehearsal. <laughs> no, not at all. You, know, you walk on. <laughs> then you go home and watch the game. I'm getting the watch. That's it. That's it. You run off and then you can go back oh. and watch a game. All right. Okay. Nicholas Martin-Smith, it's been great having you on. It's I'm a sorry. Pleasure. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to feature something that's going on in the community in the Upper West Side, and you're it today on Bar Thank Crawl you. Radio. Thank you so and much. And we'll be right back. Great. Thanks, guys. Okay, we're we're back. Uh, Nick, thank you very much. Nick's heading off with his martini. I didn't even ask him what he was drinking, but it it certainly looks like a martini. Um, I'm I'm drinking an IPA that uh, Miriam has uh, gotten for me. I don't think it's the Bronx. She said she was getting me something, getting me something else. And you, uh, Becky, are drinking. Well, I'm drinking a martini. A martini. Yes. If All somebody right. asks me ever what I'd like to drink, I. I think this, that, no, always a martini, a vodka martini. And we have, yes, I know it's and 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 what what is a kettle? Kettle one? Yes. Okay, very good. I wish I could get Miriam's uh, attention. What what kind of what kind of beer is this? This is. This is a, the Bronx. Uh, this is Bronx the Bronx Pale Ale. Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. No, excellent. No, it's not. No, you got me something else. No, 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 I did. This is the IPA. Sorry, this is the Nirvana. Because Nirvana. she likes okay, it. Okay, I really like it. That I really Miriam like it. Likes. I may I may have another one. All right, we can we can we can get Cooperstown. that. Cooperstown. Oh, nice. so baseball. Cooperstown. 
All right. Very go nice. Yankees. Yeah, go Yankees. All I right. think they're I, playing I right know, now. I don't know if our next Later. guest is uh, is oh, into later. the Yankees, but let me let me introduce him, and then my first question is, what are you drinking? So Johnny Heller is here. He's a multiple award-winning voiceover actor, over 25 years in the business, winner of a 2009 Audi and other awards, many, many awards. Listen to this. He's narrated over 600 titles of all sorts of subjects and genre. He's a blogger, a teacher, and what I heard from my good friend Paul Allen Rubin, who's a book producer and director, this guy, Johnny Heller, is a really nice guy. That's what I heard. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So I want to welcome... So far. Uh, so far, Paul, so far. Also, Paul, Paul wrote this. He says, I know you'll enjoy Johnny Heller. He's a real asset to the audiobook community, notably narrators, and he's a wonderful storyteller. Gosh darn it, we need to get a story somewhere in here. And he most certainly speaks his mind. Maybe you'll get to meet his wife too, Joanna, which she's not here, but Johnny is here. Welcome to Bar Crawl Radio. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Joanna's home uh, actually recording a book right now. Okay, so she's nice. in the same business as you are. She is indeed. Wow, wow. We, we, I've been listening to your, to your voice in my head, and here it is. <laughs> the, it is next the, to you. The yeah. voice is right next to me now. Okay, but... So it's kind of weird. Okay, but this is the thing. Remember, you, you played some things that, that Johnny had read. You played the children's... Uh, well, we're going to play Yeah, them. I know. Right. You're going to play that. Yeah, but then I said, I know that voice. I, 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 yeah, I, I sound just just like me. No, no, no. no. I am a big um, audio fan. How are you? Books on tape. Fan. Much bigger yeah. than me. Yeah. Yeah. I here. I'm just showing you my my audible file here. Oh look, and the look, good girl. Yeah. There's, yes. I did that. I said, yeah. wait a minute, and we looked for you, and there you were. I said, I knew I heard had heard your voice. <laughs> beautiful, yeah. beautiful, great. You you, I think that your voice is warm and friendly, and so you played a detective in this, and I don't know if you do that often, but you were such a a cool detective, so down to earth, so warm, and yeah. Well, I got to start actually doing mostly children's stuff because I'm fairly immature, and then um, then I uh, I've morphed into more detective noir stuff, a lot of history, and I've just uh, I just actually I'll tell you a story. I just did a book called Hist- Story the, One: History of the Improv. Okay. The, the oh, comedy club. Perfect. And um, Trip Wetzel, who wrote it with Bud Friedman, who started the Improv here in New York on 44th and 9th back in the, oh, before I came to New York. So what, back in the late 70s maybe I think it started? And now they're in, still in, the, the New York club is gone, but I was invited last night to the Friars Club. Oh. Where they do all the Friars Roasts. Yeah. yeah. So I was there last night. Um, Who was there? Uh, let me think. I, were I, they I, roasting? I picked, yeah, no, no, they were, they were celebrating, allegedly celebrating Bud Friedman in the book. Oh, okay. But most, most of them were waxing poetic about their, they, comedians, I used to do stand-up for a living, and they, uh, they talk principally about themselves and if the subject tends to waver they, they lose interest so um at these rows so they're not really they're just, funny well they're funny but yeah, I don't want to get into they, 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 well you didn't name names yet I'm it's about to yeah. oh. Ro- Robert Klein was the host ah. the MC Very Dick nice. Cavett was there oh wow. my gosh I he must be 300 years old he's, I think he's close to that um, I, got royalty, a, I got a photo though. with him Nice. And, and I don't think he's aware of it yet. Um, <laughs> oh, we it'll should. eventually get yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you our sh- our, our photo. But it, it was quite day. charming. It was it was a it was really that was a full dinner, drinks. It was really really kind of a uh, 
Dick Cavett, my yeah, God. It was, he, only t- he told the same story he told in the book. Uh-huh. Uh, because what the book is... Uh, does he still sound like Dick Cavett? He does, just much older. Um, yeah. He's got to be close. I can hear his voice. I mean, yeah. I can just hear it. Yeah. He has that kind of, you know, yeah. uh, that, that real and, nasal but, but, sound. But, it's, but it's, the sound, it's also the rhythm that he has. It's yes. an area that's so intelligent, so, yeah. so, so immediately swift. And he still has, he still has, they all still have this incredible timing. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, which that, is, which is yeah. fascinating. But it was it was great fun, and one of the bonuses of doing this kind of thing is that you get invited sometimes to a great shindigs and and radio podcasts. Uh-huh. And there you yeah. go. And uh-huh. Right, right. And I'm I'm sure you've done you've done many of these bar crawl radio podcasts. <laughs> I've done many bar crawls, not that many <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> well, now we're putting it together here. You were born in Chicago. Yes, I'm a Chicago boy. Yeah. Um, do you still have family there? Uh, my father's still there. Oh, um, great. What yeah. did your father do? My father was a professor. He's about 90 now. He's totally, totally together. He lives still by himself mm-hmm. in uh, Wilmette, an affluent uh, suburb. Do they, they, do they weren't affluent when I, when I was with them. We didn't live Do they there. have hangars in the backyard? They had, uh, no, no. We don't have airplanes anywhere near us. Um, okay, that's good. No, we, we have a car. So we had a garage in the backyard. You had so a garage, yeah, but yeah. no hangar. Yeah, but uh, my dad was a professor at Loyola University of Chicago in the graduate school. And you went to Loyola? Well, yes, I did. Funnily. Was he a professor there when you went? He was. Yeah, he was. That's why I got in there for nothing. Um, but he. So he you didn't was, get there in your intelligence or looks? Oh no, no, not on either one of those. That's clear. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a. I, I did well, I, but he had a. He was in the graduate school downtown. I was in the, uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, the, the bachelor's. Uh, Officer down in uh, Lake oh, Shore, so you, Lake Shore Drive. So you didn't have and a you were studying. You were studying acting. Uh, no, I studied the history. Okay. I was a history guy, history oh. and poli sci. Oh, so, I love uh, him. But, but, what was his he, field? School administration. He taught school guys to be superintendents and administrators. Oh, okay. So I had not. We never, except when I visited him downtown. We he was not. He was in the graduate school. I was not a graduate. Right, right. But how did you get into acting? Well, I'd always done it. I just didn't think I needed a major in it. Um, I, when I got and out, you I, didn't. I, I majored in acting. I have an MFA in acting, and no, <laughs> you don't. Well, I, I, I went into the. I was a journalist for a while in Chicago, and then I left to do uh, stand-up comedy and did that for a few years. Where did there. you did, did you do the uh, Second City? You're in Chicago. I was at Second City. Well, every time I, I would I'd make it to the auditions, I did very well, but they always had a short, um, nerdy guy there already. <laughs> Yeah. So I was his name Paul Rubin? No, no, no. Paul, Paul did Second City, Paul, you know. Paul, Paul was uh, ahead of me. Um, he and I had very similar stories, but ten years removed, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. His wife okay. Paula, by the way, is a New Yorker. She was. Uh, she had similar stories to mine as well. Yeah. Yes. Paul yeah. and I both got our, our equity card, uh, working for the same crazy ass director. Uh-huh. Um, Which you're not going to name? I'm not going to name. Okay. Um, great but we all know who he is. We have, no, it's we the don't. crazy, crazy <laughs> ass one. Because yeah, all crazy ass. <laughs> Except for Nick. Nick's not a crazy <laughs> ass director. Nick Martin Smith. But, but I, Equity was my first union, and I got into uh, uh, after because my because I did start doing radio commercials, uh, oh, okay. radio TV voiceovers. That was my next question. How'd you get into voiceovers? So you did radio commercials. My my acting guru teacher was a big in those days all, all the commercials done by voice of God real deep rich yes, yes. so this yes. guy was that guy and he who's brought the black actor does God all the time Morgan Freeman there you go yeah. every, every, get Morgan yeah. Freeman we yeah. need God well, this, this, this was the white Morgan Freeman <laughs> so, so but he he had a bunch of agents come in to watch some of our work and they all wanted me to come in because I have a quirky sound and the very first commercial I ever got was for a Campbell's Soup and they went all over them to L.A., New York, Chicago. Uh-huh. Do you remember any of the lines? I, yes, I do. I remember right. the whole. Do, do it. Good this, hear this it. This is it. This is the, uh, this is the audition. With, with the, with, with the, the, with the trucks in the background. This is the audition. This is everything. Ready? Ready. Here we go. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> I remember that. that. Excellent. I that remember was, that. What a brilliant sense Stanislavski wow. technique right there. They, they, they traveled yeah. all over to find. Did you what were you <laughs> thinking when you came up with that? That I, was brilliant. What I was, what I was thinking was, this is the easiest damn money I ever made in my life. I I said, how do you not have a brother at home who could do this for you? Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. <laughs> so then I realized this is what I want to do for. This is what I want to do for the rest <laughs> of my <laughs> life. You can make money I, just mumbling crap into a microphone. <laughs> no, no. I think clearly you had just had a little spoonful of Campbell's soup. Obviously, <laughs> I was living off that stuff yeah. in those days. Wow! So you you, you were you you were mm-hmm. believing it. So when when you did the mm mm, mm-hmm. you you got the part. Other guys didn't. Can you imagine leaving the audition saying I just didn't have the moment right or something? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it, it, if I only did it like four more times, I would have got it. Yeah, I, I I'm almost there. What is it that you have that I don't have? I know it's that. Here's what I think a lot of it is. And the business has changed. But in those days, you got to meet the casting people and the producers and the ad people. And, and there's a likability quotient that played a part. So you think about who you're going to spend a day in the studio with. Someone you, you like and you have a good time with or somebody who maybe isn't. And I'm, I'm affable and fun to hang with. So I think that's got me a lot of work. Being, so it's your personality. It's I, not I, your I voice. Think, think, well, the voice has certainly got to be there. But I think... All things being equal, assuming everybody in the business has some uh, modicum of talent, then I think you have to look at the idea that a personality makes a big difference. So let's say if you're a jerk, you shouldn't let people know right away. And try, I, try and hide that if you yeah, can. And I read that in your blog. You yeah, do have yeah. a blog. You can go online, Johnny Heller, and, and pick up his blog. And he, he gives advice to, uh, to want to be uh, voiceover people. I want to play a little bit of uh, one of your pieces. This comes from um, Young... You, Staying Young, the Owner's Manual for Extending Your Warranty. Oh I just want God. to play the beginning of it. Oh, that's Dr. Oz. That's Dr. Oz and uh, Rosen, right? Aging happens like this. We go on our way, living happily through life, until one day we start to feel old, and the symptoms domino right before our cataract-clouded eyes. Our bones creak. Our backs hurt. We space on the names of our neighbors. We hate driving at night. We can't play golf anymore. We can't hear what our spouses are saying, and our sex lives pretty much come down to brushing up against the washing machine. Soon, we're eating dinner at 3.30, and our primary goal of the day is staying up long enough to catch Wheel of Fortune. So, 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 so there you go. I, I mean, it was, it's so simple. It, um, I didn't play the rest. The rest kind of got kind of, kind of pedantic kind of it gets into kind of does but this was this was really well done i i I love the you know the goal of the day i mean i i I can't do that and and the other word i like is the um the creek creek um so when when you when you approach a um a a piece of um of text like that i mean how do you do it What, what are you thinking about how do you make the choices to to come up with with that because it seems so simple but everyone can't do that. You can do it. Uh, what is it you bring to it? I bring to it an actor's uh, um, quality of storytelling and also the, the, uh, the job of the audiobook narrator, the same as any actor in anything, is to deliver the truth, the author's truth, to the listener or viewer, depending on what uh, medium you're working in. In mm-hmm. audiobooks, mm-hmm. Um, whatever the truth the author's speaking that's what you have to play do you remember what you thought of what the truth of was this little piece in this little piece i i, I think the idea was how we all fight the uh, getting older yeah. the changes that, that just age brings 
Yeah, but you know what? It's I, I, I get that, but there's something else, you know. Well, the, the, there's a vocal quality that I bring. That yeah, I the brushing up against the yeah. uh, washing machine. <laughs> well, Every the, time that, I hear it, I laugh. It's that, such a silly joke. No, that sense memory. We've all done that, I think. Yeah, there yeah, you go. And washer? I felt it. <laughs> you guys yeah. have done that? Let's. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, yeah, what, do you think you're the only one? What? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you're, in, you're, you're in the laundromat, and it's like there's no one there. You hop up on the... Hop up uh, on the dryer and have your jollies. It's you warm. Know? Yeah, your show's taking a hideous turn. Here. Oh, yes. well, it, I, I, <laughs> well, I tend to do that. That's where he goes. I tend to do that. Um, so that's really, I, I want to listen to two other pieces. This next one is uh, from a one that you, again, you had on the website, and it's uh, Gangsters. Uh, where I'm, I'm, I'm looking G- Gangsterland? For Gangsterland by Todd Goldberg. So let's, let's listen to that one just a little bit, and let's talk about that one. David had learned that if you really wanted to get people to listen to you, it was important to pretend that you needed a moment to listen to God before coming up with a proper answer to something. David did this by closing his eyes and breathing slowly. Except when he closed his eyes, he wasn't talking to God as much as he was trying to figure out how not to choke the life from the person sitting in front of him. In this case, he was trying to decide if it would be better, all things considered, to simply follow Rachel out to the parking lot and as she was walking up to her car, shoot her once in the back of the head. Except he didn't have a gun on him, just that knife which was now in the car. He could stab her in the throat with a fork, but that felt too personal. And generally, people tended to notice a person geysering blood from her neck in the middle of a crowded parking lot. Yeah, that's uh, that, it's wonderful. I, we, we were just, while we were listening to it, I was just commenting that the word geysering um, yeah, the way you said it, better. it was like the blood was coming out of her neck. That's the visual image and I you want to establish. That's what the author wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is it possible that this is just a talent you have and that it's not teachable and you just got it in you? Um, th- here's what you can teach. You can teach the craft of how to approach a script. You can teach the craft of what steps an actor must take to share the author's story. There has to be some sort of talent. I, I guess I go with the idea that actors are by and large talented otherwise they wouldn't have selected such a ridiculous career choice to make a living in it's uh, i i've been in the studio i've been in the uh in in the in the you know in the box that they put you in and um you're there for hours after hour yes uh it's you have to be very concentrated um and um and, and you have to stay focused and fresh and i mean i i don't know how you do that well it's it, it's you have to be i'm sorry go ahead. no 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 i was just gonna add on yeah to, to just sit there and read a book for so many hours it must be kind of exhausting it is it's a high stamina job however you can't you if you start losing track of where you are let's say you're reading you're narrating and start thinking about what's for dinner yeah then, i then, bet then, then, then yeah, I, the I, stomach's I would, yeah, growling I, I would argue you're not in the moment anymore and you need to take a step away and clear your head and that's fine i mean it, it's not like it's not live yeah it's a you can change if you made a mistake if you this lost is interest, live you've got to produce yes yeah, so yeah exactly so it's not and by the way this gangster line it's a I just did Gangster Nation which is the sequel to it right mm-hmm. it's a very funny it's about it's about a Chicago hitman who uh, kills some feds and the mob sends him to Vegas where he undergoes a facial reconstructive surgery and and goes undercover as a, he fakes it as, as a rabbi. Oh my goodness! It's, a br- it's just brilliant. That's bizarre. Todd Goldberg's the author. He's a great. He's a very. He's. I become friends, and he's a good guy. That's funny. Well, we'll have to look it up. You do other kinds of books, Becky. You wanted to ask. Yes. About well, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm an elementary school teacher. Ah. And so we were listening to your books, and as you know, I've already. I didn't even realize it, but I am a big fan of yours already. I 
really appreciate the way you read the alphabet. It was so, each, each idea was a new idea. And you know, I teach writing, creative writing to the kids, and I talk about you know the ideas and how a sentence is a new idea. And anyway, uh, I just thought you did a great job. Thank so you. I think Alan is going to play right. That and for this us. is from Horrible Harry and the Top Secret Hideout. Oh, so that one, great, yeah. 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 And it just—it's just the alphabet, brilliant. A, acorns. B, bird nests and beetles. C, creek. D. Dragonflies, E, earwigs, F, field crickets, G, grasshoppers and giant water bugs, H, hummingbirds, I, it is my favorite place to be, J, jack in the pulpits, K, katydids, L, lizards and lightning bugs at night, M, monarch butterflies, N, newts, O, oak tree and orb weavers. P, praying mantises and pill bugs. Q, quails. R, robins. S, salamanders. T, tree frogs and toads. U, you are missing a lot if you don't check out this lot. V, visit this nature center. W, Woolly bear, caterpillar moths, and a woodpecker. X, extra stuff. Y, you should go there. Z, zoo of life. Brilliant. Next. <laughs> yeah. Horrible Harry, I do that series. I just did one uh, last week, or two weeks ago, I think. It's so, it's so simple, and yet every moment, it's, I, I've listened to this maybe a half a dozen times now. Do you, have the alpha, do you have the alphabet down now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's working on it. He's up to you, X. You. You've got to go visit this lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? How do you, how do you keep, keep, keep there, my attention? I'll tell you how. Because you know when you sit home and you read a book, you're not just reading the words. You're seeing the images. Yeah. Whatever the author creates. So the actor has to see what the author wrote and then talk about what they saw. Yes. Great. So if I share that, it becomes much more personal. Yes. So it's not just letters on a page; it's images in my mind. Right. And that's what storytelling is all about. That's wonderful. Yeah, and it's also it's also your talent. Um, you, the the other thing you seem to be doing is you seem to be an activist for voiceover um, actors because I've I've been reading your blog, and um, you you've been writing about uh, um, voiceover actors being paid and recommendations of don't you don't have to take top dollar to begin with. Um, are voiceover actors paid well? Uh, is this an industry that is uh, is good for an actor to get into, or it, it should we avoid it? No, it absolutely is. In terms of payment, it, I'm a union actor, so I'm big in the, I'm very big in the union. Um, it's important that the actor makes a living wage and has hopes of a pension and and, a, and health coverage, and that all comes through the union work. Mm -hmm. If there's there's companies out there that are willing to short circuit the actor's money or take more of the actor's money than is their fair share and I find that disreputable. I, I don't think there, there are people who hang out shingles as coaches who have little or no ability or skills or, or, or experience and I find it all just awful. I think you need, I think the actor, an actor is, is such, as a person if you validate them every day they're going to pay you for it. Yeah. It's the nature of the beast, yeah. and it's not fair. They want to give. Actors yeah. want to give. They want to give, but they can be taken advantage of easily. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm really, I'm really uh, wary of such things. Can you talk a little about the ACX? I think that was an interesting kind of approach to to uh, an actor okay. getting work. 
ACX, in, in, okay, I'll be quick so I know we're low, low on time, but the um, X number of books get printed by the big publishers, the Simon & Schuster's, the McMillan's, the Random okay. Houses. Those that don't, let's say you guys write a book about our life in podcasts. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say that Random House doesn't buy that, so it's there, but you think it would be a great audio book. Yeah. ACX, and if you have an Amazon, uh, if you ever ordered from Amazon, you have an ACX password. Yeah. You have it. You go okay. there, you take a look. It's um, Audiobook Creation Exchange or Audio Creation Exchange or something. So you, as the, as the rights holders to your book, put it up there. You're looking for a narrator. Okay. And, you can, and so, so there's all kinds. So I can join, you can join as an uh, uh, author or as a, a, an actor. And it's a matchup between those two. Yes. So, so we're bypassing the big publisher. You're bypassing, but it still goes out on their Audible and Amazon website right. to be purchased. And then there's a, a royalty share, perhaps, is one way to pay the actor, hmm. where Amazon takes 60% of the, of, the, of, the, of the gross, and then the other 40% is split 20% for you guys, 20% for the actor. Wow. There's also, or you could take all 40% for yourself and pay the actor wages, and it works on a scale of like 0 to 50. I can't remember if they are. 0 to 50... 50 to 150, 200 or 300 or something, Ford, and they really expect like the $400 per finished hour. Sounds like a way to kickstart a, 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 oh. both a writing. Um, it, it's a way to get your book out in audio and a way for actors for to actors. get into audio. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're a very busy man. I, I was taking a look at your January 2017. You had finished narrating Democracy Right by Christopher Nuttall. You had several audiobook releases, uh, Steven Spielberg's A Life of Films. Uh, wow. The Big Bad Book of Bill Murray, The Coaster. Uh, you completed narration of Violated. So that was that was January. You seem to be very busy. You seem to be very successful. We know why now. <laughs> you seem to know what you're doing, Johnny Heller. It's been a a thrill to have you Pleasure. on Bar Pro Radio. We wish to have you back at some time well, you, because you, you know we, we heard you have it, more stories. Okay, thanks so much. It's thank, been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. We're here with the owner and chef and inspiration of Palpete, Nikki Meatballs. Meatballs are my life, Marmando. So welcome to Bar Crawl Radio, and thank you for opening up your bar to us. My pleasure. Thank you for visiting. This is wonderful. You've been in business here at Palpete for, what, three years now? A little over three years, yes. Polpete. Polpete. Polpete, which actually means meatball. And I understand polpetone means big meatball. And polpettini, small meatball. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a trend there. And yeah. pulpited means big head. <laughs> really? I think I, I've got a pulpited, yeah. You began I- with another restaurant in 1994. Yeah, I started on uh, 71st. It's actually 71 West 71st Street, which is right off of Columbus Avenue. And, and, and that was uh, Bello Giardino? It was Bello Giardino, yes. It means beautiful garden, and that name came from um, my outdoor space that I have in the back, which is a beautiful garden. So that's why I called it Bello Giardino. And how did you find this spot? Because it's really, you're small here, but it's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I was looking for um, another location to really promote and, and brand uh, Nikki Meatballs. And this space uh, was a perfect size and perfect location because I love the Upper West Side. 
Um, been doing business here for 25 years, so on the Upper West Side. So uh, it's just a great neighborhood, great people. They're loyal. I'm loyal to them, and you build a nice business. And what is the uh, inspiration of the design of this? Because it, it looks very authentic something. Authentic well, Italian or? Well, I, I, I wanted to keep, uh, as you see all the brick, I wanted to keep it as yeah. natural right. as mm -hmm, possible. Mm -hmm. Um, slight industrial as the lighting is, is very industrial and, and, and I have the wine showcase there which, which I think is important to, to, to show and, mm -hmm. and display what you're selling and what you mean. And we're going to be having a wine tasting uh, at the end of the show. And Sounds like you've been drinking already. I don't well, know yeah, well, I know. Very soon, very yeah. soon. Yeah, there you go. That, that's what happens when you get older. It's like you're always drunk. You, you have this mural over here. Uh, that It's gorgeous with this red car and in it it's it's really something where did that come from what kind of car is that that is uh my old ferrari actually i was gonna say is that your car um yeah. that well ferrari meaning i had a car model as a ferrari when i was a kid so that's <laughs> that's a duplicate of my little model that i put together when i was a kid but but the actual um the mural um the idea that i was looking for i had a muralist do with this famous muralist his name is uh his name is Hans de Castellan. He's, he's from uh, uh, the Rhode Island area. And the idea that I had that I, that, uh, that, I, um, that I communicated to him that I was looking for was something that made it look deep. Yeah. Like that it just keeps on going. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, that particular cutout where the mural is, the cutout was there. I actually didn't make the cutout. So it was missing brick. So oh, okay. originally I'm like, well, can I maybe get some old brick to, to keep a one whole wall brick, which... I don't know how that was gonna look, and the, the, since the size of the space is is small, I figured maybe we can draw something that makes it look like it just keeps going. Yeah, we have that, and then it's the mirrors nice. also give a depth to the yes to the yes. To, to the room. Let's talk about your meatballs. Um, you are advertising yourself as the best meatballs in the city. Well, yes, country in well, world. I think it's the world actually. All right. But ha currently, right now, I'm five boroughs. Have you entered contests? Yes, I've won several contests, and nice. uh, the biggest one that I that I that actually I was honored honored to even to even make the uh, one of the ten finalists uh, was the Battle of the Boroughs for the meatballs. Uh huh. And that was and, the eighth annual. Uh, one? Yes. Okay. And that was in Astoria in the Queen's Manor, and it was about a thousand people there. Uh -huh. Wow. And we, uh, I was one of the ten finalists, and I had nice. to make it in front of uh, celebrity judges, and I wind up winning. So that was, that oh. was gigantic. Yeah, that How was. How many entrants were there? There was over 300. What they did was, uh, it was Daily News and Dish Du Jour um, uh, food show. And what they did was, they sent out some meatball mavens to go taste meatballs. And it was about 400. Oh, okay. There was about 400 people that entered. 400 restaurants that entered, and then they picked 10 of out of the 400. That's amazing. And what what is it in though your meatballs? If you can give well, the he's secret, not gonna tell I, us. I know, but I know you got it from your your Sicilian mother. Well, I could tell you, she but you're probably gonna have to stay here for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, right. So <laughs> that's up to you if you want. Yeah, but this is going uh, out on Radio Five Six Eight. Everyone's gonna hear it. Yeah, <laughs> like one a, ingredient that really. No, no, I could tell you what it is. It's it's actually it's it's just the way I, I prepare the meatball. Yeah. Um, it's a family recipe. Basically, it's beef and pork. And right. it's all the traditional ingredients that everybody puts. Beef, pork, Parmesan cheese, parsley, garlic. Um, I use brick oven Italian bread, a few days old, so it's nice and hard. Mm -hmm. I do not use breadcrumbs. And it's the size of the meatball. Um, it's about a two-ounce meatball. And what I do is I cast iron fry them. It's not a deep fry, so they're nice and crispy on the outside and moist on the inside. 
And, okay. and the kitchen is downstairs? The kitchen is actually right behind that in, in wine, there. the wine shell kitchen. Miriam, the bartender, is going to set up a tasting for us. Of your meatballs. Of meatballs. What Wonderful. wine should we match with the meatballs? Probably the Chianti would be the best. I, I would like the Chianti with the meatball. All yeah, right. That would be great. Something clear, something Well, it's light. It's, it's light. It's dry. You don't want something uh, too overpowering because I, I, I would like for you to get the true flavor of the meatball. Yes. Great. And we Good. will do that at the end of our show. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Nikki, this thanks was great me. to thanks get you on the mic. And thank you for having us. We really yes. appreciate All it. Right, it's guys, a beautiful you. spot. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Gorgeous. I love the chandeliers. And that's Wade Ripka uh, with his Eastern Blockheads. Uh, they play out of Barbez in Brooklyn. We are Bar Crawl Radio. You can find us at Radio 568. You can also find us at uh, iTunes now. We're, um, we're now uh, podcasting out of iTunes as Bar Crawl Radio. Yeah. We're, we're, we're at that part of the evening that I look forward to, and that's the tasting. Yes, thank we're you. Gonna be, um, we're going to be tasting... Um, meatballs and wine. And some palpete wine. And yes. some meatballs well, made by Nikki Meatballs, meatballs. Are My Life Marmando. Don't you um, wish that was like... I, I want a name I, like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I need a middle name too. <laughs> Alan, he's so sexy, <laughs> sometimes Sorry. Winston. Sorry. Okay. Well, I got our, I got, okay. I, you know, we'll work on it. We'll work. Let's this develop Alan this. Alan Winston, he likes to sit on dryers, Winston. I oh, please stop. <laughs> please, please stop. Miriam, well, welcome to Bar Crawl Radio. Hi, thank uh, you. Yes. Um, Miriam, I, want us, I just want our um, listening audience to understand that Miriam is quite a lovely young lady. Oh, she thanks. has Miriam really <laughs> beautiful jet black hair <laughs> and a, a gorgeous smile. smile. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, and an you aspiring actress. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And we're, we're going to be tasting some wines. Michael, the glasses are empty here. Yeah, well, um, they are. Chris, gonna fill Christopher them, Hoffman is here. Um, he is famous on Barcore Radio as the handler of the Oracle Bowl. And we've had him on, so he's, he's more than that. But we also have a couple of uh, different uh, Marmando Nikki uh, meatballs here. Yes, yes that's so right. So we're going to taste that. I wonder where we should start. Miriam, should we taste and then drink, or drink and then I taste? think you should probably taste and then and right. then drink. But this this one is in a it's in a cage. Yeah, it's, um, it's a little. It's a nice presentation. Yeah. It's a very yes, nice presentation because it's been fried. That tells you that this one's been fried. My mouth is watering. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. yeah, these are the stolen mm. stolen meatballs. Oh, here stolen. I got to give you guys. That's what we call right. them here. And I see a Parmesan cheese too. Yes. So does that go on the stolen? No, meatballs? that goes on the sauce meatballs. Oh, okay. And right. I'm just gonna sprinkle a little bit on top of that. All right. Oh, nicely it done. It just adds a little extra oomph to them. All right. Okay. And I guess we should start with the with these uh, bar meatballs. The yeah, stolen yeah. Ones. So try those. Those are All easy. Right. Like if, I don't think they're too hot right now, so right. you can just. I've even got just no room in this bar. We've got all yeah. this equipment out. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll make it work. Uh, yeah, don't I'm worry. Gonna, those meatballs taste, look too good. It. Chris, take one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Becky, go ahead. Chris one. is not on mic, so he's going to share my mic if he has uh, something so to say. Try. So you want to try these first? If you oh, try those. Oh yeah, you can do that. Yeah, we'll or you can just grab it with your yep, with your that, hands like that. That is delicious. Oh yeah. 
So I'm just going to pour right here to start off so you guys can have something I, to I, sip I, on. I can, I can tell it goes well with my beer, it goes too. Good be it goes really good with beer. Uh, I kind oh. of sometimes prefer that, actually. Um, but right. I'm going to pour... This one's yours, Al. Yeah. It's a little bit of Chianti here. So this is one of our wines. Right, uh, and the name of the Chianti is... What's the bottom? Um, Pacini. Pacini. It's an Italian. Yeah, it's an Italian. Right. Italian and, and wine. We, we asked we asked Nikki earlier what uh, should go with his meatballs, and he said Chianti. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 It's um. You don't. I really like it because I like. Okay. I like wines on the drier end of the spectrum. This is very dry. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it goes pretty well. But the next one that we're gonna try, it'll be. Um, you, you, a little you, lighter. You gave us a really big pour here. Well, that's we. <laughs> that's how we do it here. If we're going <laughs> to drink another one. I got to finish this. Mm. Mm, it's really good. It's light. Um, and I can see where it won't hide the flavor of the meatball. No. No, no, no. I think it just it, it just makes it better. Oh, this meatball is so good. Yeah. It, it, they're really amazing. It's award winning. Yeah. Right. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm they're the best meatballs I've ever called, had. These are, they're these, amazing. These, these are the ones I'm eating These now. are stolen, yes. The stolen meatballs. Yes. And oh, my god. They're gosh. called stolen. I know the answer. Oh. You do, too. You know the story. I know the story about Nikki and a Sicilian mother. Oh, it's, oh, it's so on your cute. website. Tell the story. It's so cute. Well, um, oh, basically... Right, Nikki is, is giving Miriam some directions yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nikki, what do you, what, 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 what you want me to do? Or was it your grandma? It was my, my mother was making on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Wait a minute, give, give the mic to Nikki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he needs to tell. So Nikki's going to tell the story of the stolen pizza. The stolen pizza. Basic. I mean, the stolen meatball. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm getting Al. everything wrong. That's okay. He's, he's going to cut that out. <laughs> it, was, it was a Sunday morning tradition. My mother would roll the meatballs and fry them. And I grew up in a very small uh, apartment in Brooklyn, so the counter space was limited. So when my mother would take them out of the frying pan mm. to get some of the raw ones to replenish back in the frying pan, she, would she had to turn her back. <laughs> so when she turned okay. her back, I would steal one of the fried meatballs out of the frying pan. The fire department's coming to steal some. Yeah. I think, yeah. They're excited. They're going to put um, So that's why I came up with uh, stolen, because I used to steal them, and then my mother yelled at me, but then eventually she stopped yelling and says, you know what? Tell you what, you're going to steal them, now you got to help me make them. There and you that's go. How, oh, that's, that's wow. how I learned how to make them. That's how you learned. That's, that's great. fabulous. The, fi the, fi the fire truck was your mother yelling at you. Yeah. That's what that sound was. This, this is delicious. And so that's the stolen meatballs. We got the... Mm -hmm. The story right, yes. right, right from the source. The other meatballs is in a sauce. Yes. Yeah. Those are personally my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like most people that have them regularly prefer the stolen, but I really like the sauce just because they're, I don't know, they're just softer, just more moist. Um, they are. I don't know. It's they just are. like, it's more traditional. Do you I serve guess. pasta here or just the meatballs? Oh my goodness, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. We yeah. have a lot of we have a lot of really great oh, pasta here. This is here. fabulous. Yeah, it's it's really amazing Italian food. Chris, yes. what do you, what yeah. do you think? Uh, you've been you've been sitting back here and you have to do some work now. What's what? How is oh, it? Oh, they're really good. Which one do you like better? Well, I like the stolen one. You know, it has that like. sort of crusty texture. Yeah. Yeah. But they're both so good. I already ate them both. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the real, wine went well. Gobble them down. They were just. 
I love Italian food. Yeah, it's the and best. And when I have uh, the first bite, I I can't control myself. <laughs> but you, it's too bad that you ate them because we're going to have another wine. Oh. Yes, yes. Wow. We're going to have another wine. That's okay. So That's okay. All right. I saved a little bit. You can. Oh, good. Oh. You can't have mine. <laughs> I'm telling you, I like I like the stolen. Yeah, you like the really stolen did. better? Really good. Yeah. Yeah, that, I feel like a lot of people do. They like the stolen. I mean, yeah. what, what is it? It's the I crispy. It's salty, and it's, you get the veal and the and well, it's, the pork. It's and pork and beef. Yeah. Beef. Pork and yeah, beef. You get both yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's maybe because the the. If you like meat, I think it's the one that's the meatiest. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's mm-hmm. the, the taste of meat is more prevalent in that one. Then for me, it's like I'm not like the biggest meat eater. So uh-huh. maybe something that hides still tastes a little bit. I like oh, better. Okay. Maybe well. that's what it is. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 the stolen one, it's, it's in your mouth. It's like you get the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which is what I, I, mm-hmm. I really like. Let's yeah. get to the meat. And then the other one's more tomatoey, you know, mm-hmm. with the Parmesan. I like to have some pasta stuff. with that. Yes. Yeah. But you well, know what? We do. We have a, the spaghetti, the classic <laughs> spaghetti meatballs. And then we also, you can customize any of the pastas here and you can add meatballs to them. All right, here's the question. Here's the, the grand question here, because I lived with an Italian family for one <laughs> summer he did. in South Amboy, and I, I one time started cutting into the into the mother's pasta. Yeah. They went, no, don't cut it, dude. You got to turn it around. <laughs> Do you make the pasta here? Uh, we, yes, we make some of them here, okay. and uh, others we buy. So there's we have the specialty pastas, which are homemade. But I'm sure it's That's fresh. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. fresh pasta. And those what? are those are um, in the menu. There's little uh, uh-huh. pointers that okay. tells you which ones are nice. made here and which yeah, ones yeah. are not. And yeah. we're at Paul Pet on Amsterdam and 83rd Street. This is Paul Pete. Paul Pete. Paul Pete. Paul Pete. So these are not polpettones. These are Paul Pete. Paul Pete. Okay, right. and here's right. the next. All right, now we're li- we're getting a I'm different Chianti. Li- this is for Stella. This is this is not a Chianti. No. This is a. This is called a multiple Chiano. Multiple Chiano. Multiple Chiano. The Chianti was lovely. Yeah, it, this is another uh, Italian uh, wine, and um, I think it's oh. it's less oh. dry. Okay. It's, it's a still a little dry, dry, but it's more like maybe a little softer, a little mellower. Yeah. I think it probably goes better with the with the saucy one. With the saucy one. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna try good. both. <laughs> Chris, Chris ate all his, so he can't, he can't tell. <laughs> they were good. We should have gotten another another round of meatballs. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> obviously good. we came in hungry. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, when people order them, most people have, like, you know, three for eat, like, themselves. Oh, so I love the stolen. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> if you're listening, come come here. I forgot the name of the restaurant. Amsterdam 83rd Street. Try these stolen, <laughs> stolen meatballs, meatballs by yeah. Nikki. Meatballs, meatballs of my life, Marmando. <laughs> mm. So good. You also have a, um, you have a, a restaurant on 71st Street. That's right. So if you don't want to come all the way up to 83rd Street, yeah. you can go to 71st Street. I work there too, actually. Is it okay. On Tuesday nights, I work there. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's very traditional. Uh, like when you walk in, it's very. It feels kind of like you're in Italy. Wow. And they have an outside patio as well, and that oh, nice. is so cute. It just really it like Maybe we can broadcast just reminds from there. you of Italy. Yeah, we have to go there now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's uh, most of it is the same thing. Um, they have veal over there, which we do not hear. Okay. Yeah, they do veal over there. Some people are a little kind of turned off by veal because of what they I'm do. I'm not a big veal person. What they do to the little animals. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? Some people are not turned off, and know, some, people some people are epicurean. Some, some people are. You know? Some okay. people are turned off. Let's just, <laughs> let's just 
Just thought of it. But so your actor, your actor but coming out. Okay. Oh, it always okay. comes out. Miriam, thank you very much. <laughs> oh wait, there's another wine. There is another wine. Oh, there's another wine. There's another wine. There's another wine, but that one's gonna be completely different. That's gonna cleanse well, the palate. Well, let's do it. That, oh. This one's gonna cleanse Finish the palate up, for you. All right, we have we have a white there. This is a white, so I'm not sure we should use the same glasses. Oh, all That's right. That's okay. Well, we'll 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 switch the glasses. Actually, while yeah. we're switching the glasses, why don't we do the, the Oracle Bowl? Oracle Bowl. Now, wait a second. Okay. I've got I've got a I've got a thing for the Oracle Bowl. Wait a second. Hold on. You have a question? Oh, oh, you've got a thing. Okay, okay, that's that, that, that's enough for the Oracle Bowl. So we had we had uh, Chris doesn't have his uh, headset on, so no. we had a little kind of uh, kind of fanfare for the Oracle Bowl. Yeah, da, 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 da. So you know okay. what, honey, honey, yeah. honey, may what? I suggest that what? we finish with the wine tasting? Yeah, and, and then give, do the Oracle Give Bowl. Chris his his headphone and his. And then we can play the fanfare again. Uh, always. All right. We can. All right. We can play it as wow. much as we want. It's our show, right? Right. Exactly. Encore. There All you right. go. So now that you guys are done with. The meatballs. Actually, I have a little, little bit of the stolen okay. left. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That that's gonna work well for this as well. I'm saving but it. This is good. This is a white. Uh, this is a rosé. Actually, rosé. This is a rosé. This is from New York. So would you have dessert or something with this? I or? think this is more. I would recommend this with. Um, we have a really good pasta called uh, linguine frutti di mar. Oh. And it's oh, got you know so clams good. and shrimp and mm -hmm. all kinds of seafood. Oh, nice. Yeah, and you can do it in a white sauce instead of a red sauce. Okay. So since it's more of a seafood, I would recommend anything that's from from the sea. Mm -hmm. This would With be a better. With this kind of rosé. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a lighter wine instead of a red wine. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But this oh. would be good because now most of you are done. Well, she's not done, actually. No, she's still I mean, got, it's okay. She's it's got some meatballs over there. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I, I like to savor things. Yeah, In our family, she's got the meatballs. I don't know what that meant at <laughs> all. I'm not even, I just, I'm just like, I have no idea what you're. I got to entertain the young people too. The youngsters. Yes. The youngsters, yeah. you know. And Mary and Bobby. That's a good thing. All right. This is delicious. This yeah, is really good. And this is New York. Nice. This is a New York rosé. It's a New York rosé. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Just to tie it all together. Right. Come out to Paul Pete, uh, and you can get all Pol, of this great food. Not pal, Paul Pete. Paul Pete. Yeah, you see? She's got the balls in the family. So, um, <laughs> so uh, come the on out. Miriam, thank you very, very much You're for uh, presenting. This is a wonderful presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Meatballs and wine. What yeah. else would what you want? Be better? Yeah, what exactly. could be better? Meatballs and wine yeah. and, and even some some beer. Some here. beer. That, right. What else? And, and martini and everything <laughs> and else. And everything else. Because wow. so this is called Bar Crawl Radio. This is called okay? Bar Crawl Radio. Just, just remind you. Yeah. And we're, so and, and you, you guys are definitely doing it. All right, there's a fanfare to the Oracle Bowl. If anyone in the um, establishment wants to come up with a question for the Oracle Bowl. First, the person would think of something that they want to have clarity on or something that's bothering them, you know, just something you want an answer to. And then we go and think about it, hold it in your mind, don't say anything. And then I go into the bowl and I pull out the answer from the other side. Okay, um, I, I have to make this a clear question. Uh, okay, I got it. I got it. You got it? Go. Go. Okay, okay you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. I hope it's good. 
Please make it good. Glorious. Yes! 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 Hooray! Okay, hooray, back hooray, off from the microphone hooray, now. Back off from hooray, the microphone. Okay. <laughs> I was, I asked, is is iTunes going to be good for Bar Crawl Radio? Oh, wow. oh nice. Glorious. Man. Glorious. Nice. Oh. Okay, Alan, Alan. Okay. 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 Lord, okay. Lord have mercy. I'm a little inebriated. I wasn't. And I'm the one who had the martini. Yeah, there you go. Okay, your, your turn. Okay, so think of something. Okay. Visualize it. Emote to it. Oh, my goodness. And let me know when you're ready. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I have so many questions about this. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Okay, here we go. Skit. Skit. Oh, my goodness. S-K-I-T. Skit. Yeah. A skit is like a little... A little play. A little play. Yeah. Satirical piece. Wow. Wow. So what was the question? I I was thinking about our grandson. And yeah. I was wondering if he's going to be like an a, a successful adult. Do you think he's going to be an actor at all? Maybe. maybe oh, my maybe goodness. Maybe he'll be... Sorry, Tuli. He'll be a skit actor. <laughs> wow. That's wow. great. So... Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show. Uh, we want to thank everyone who's been appeared on the show. We've spoken with uh, Nicholas Martin Smith, who is with the uh, Hudson Warehouse, a theater company on the Upper West Side, and they produce out of the Bernie Wall Center on the Upper West Side. I think it's on 91st Street in the winter, and in the summer they are at the uh, Soldiers and Sailors Monument you know, on 91st Street, 90th Street on the Riverside Drive. Uh, great productions. Nicholas Martin-Smith is uh, a great guy. I've known him for a number of years. We also had a great talk with uh, Johnny Heller, yes. who is this fantastic voiceover artist. If you think you can do voiceover, think again. Um, it's a real talent. We uh, had a tasting with uh, Miriam, the bartender, Miriam Diaz. And, and um, Nikki, the owner. And then Nikki, the owner. Nikki told us a lot of secrets about his, yeah. uh, about his stolen Fabulous. meatballs. And of course, uh, the uh, inimitable, inimitable, yeah, whatever, yeah, Oracle, Chris, Chris, or Oracle Bowl Chris with Hoffman. Christopher Hoffman. And it, it did and have one more word I just pulled out. Oh, you just pulled out another word. This is an extra cantaloni. <gasps> cantaloni, <laughs> wow, I think, it's what, I think it's what we have to order. Tonight, Miriam, Alan. bring on the cantaloni. Yeah, we have to order that. Yeah, we have to bring on the yeah. cantaloni. Yeah. This has been Bar Crawl Radio. It's been uh, it's been a good show. I've I've had a good time. Yeah, me too. I I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if anyone else has. Yeah. But this 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 has been fun. Thank you. We we didn't get the haiku. Oh. But maybe we can put it on Radio Five Six Eight and uh, find out what the haiku is. We gotta yeah. do that. Okay, we'll do that. Bar Crawl Radio coming from Polpete and the Upper West Side of New York City. Um, come out here, the na the na not the naked ones, the stolen meatballs at Polpete to die for. Mm -mm -mm -mm.
double fisting. I'm, I'm really double. I'm triple fisting. Becky's finishing up her martini. And my meatballs. And her meatballs. There we go. As Chris pulls out five. Seven. 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 Five, seven. Well, the Yankees have to win five out of seven. Um, they're, um, they're, they're tied up with, um, with the um, Astros. Two and they're to still two. in New York, right? Still in New York. Well, it's 2-0 right win now. Win the game. Win the, oh, 4-7. This four to game seven. is 2-0. Two 2-0. To zero. Two to zero. Who's winning? Game. New York. Of New course. York's winning. We're, of we're, we're looking at the Paul Pete um, screen here. Yeah. And 2-0. Um, okay. So they win this one. They win one more. On to the World Series. There you go. So, okay. We're, we're, we're out. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. And um, Chris is kind of looking at them and trying to make sense out of it. And then no, he, he will tell us out. He just what, pulls what they them are. out. If, if my He's sister, a conduit. who's supposed to be listening to this program, oh, supposed is, to be. is, is oh, listening, oh, oh, oh. our son Harry told her to listen. And if she is, call me right now and tell me what you think of the show. All right, here we go. Uh, Chris, what do we got? What, what did the Oracle Bowl tell us today on October 18th, 2017 I of our Lord? I can't believe you can see that, Chris. Um, can you see it? Do you want me to change the light mm -hmm. on it? Okay, no, you can see it. He's younger than we are. Yeah, I know. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. Well, the whole, uh, this is October 18th, Palpete, 2017. Yoroko Bowl is saying this. It says, suitably powdered grand piano, <laughs> extensive pursued nightmare magna. Okay. Wow. Oh, that no. reminds me of a Buñuel film. No, I know this. I know this. This is what I know. Because we're talking about... No, this is... I know what I, I, I... Okay, let me just say this. Yeah. When I was a cocktail waitress, right? Working in Times Square at the Marriott. Uh-huh. And I would... I um, see it. Yeah. I would come home very late at night. Yeah. And some of us would... Who, lived, who all lived on the Upper West Side would share a cab. Yeah. And we would come home at... Three, you know, four in the morning because you know after the bar closes, you've still got a lot of work to do. You gotta you know clean up and like balance your whatever your money and everything. We'd come home. We'd be in a cab and we'd pass through Columbus Circle, right on the way the upper. This West is the side. old Columbus Circle before they put the fountains up. Okay, but still it works because we would go around this you know Columbus Circle, and there would be at. 3 a.m. in the morning. A grand piano. <laughs> in Columbus Circle. Yeah. Right. On this, like, it was, like, not in the middle, but on the side there on, um, you know, up Broadway. And this man would be playing the grand piano. Wow. And so... He, it wasn't there all day. This is New York City. It wasn't there. He kind of pulled the it day. out of his pocket. No, he would roll. I don't know how he got it out there. You know, it's like it took some effort. He didn't do it by himself. His he must have had helpers. They would like roll this grand piano out. I'm telling you, it was a grand, excuse me, effing piano. Okay. And it was at t in the middle of the night in New York City. Let's let's read it. Let's read it one more time. But. Okay, there's more, more and more people are arriving here at Pol Pete. We're going to finish up our program right now. 
Uh, could you read it one more time? But this time, I want you to think Un, Un Chien Andalou, a film by Bunuel, for all you esoteric film goers, because that's what I'm hearing, especially the, the magma p- piano. Okay, so, you ready? One more time, and then we'll close it down. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Suitably powdered grand piano, extensive pursue nightmare magma. Mm. It's so... It's so poetic. Profound. Oh, it's just so... Don't, don't, yes. uh, write that yes. one down. Okay, write I will. That one I'll down. write it down. I'll write, write that down. down. I will. Bar Crawl Radio, coming to you from Radio 568, and now on iTunes. Look us up. Thanks all for listening. Thank you.